Hey folks, this is Tyler Not Gregson from Chasers of the Light, and you are listening to the Signal Fire Podcast, the show that dives into life, the universe, poetry, and just about everything else. As always, there's a lot more info on tylernot.com, and we would love to see you there. Now, on with the show. Well, hello, and welcome back to the middle of April, you wacky little butts. I don't know what a wacky butt is, but if there ever was a wacky butt, you'd be that butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, hi, happy Sunday. Uh, it's your old pal Tyler, and today we're going to be talking about monsters. But not the kind of monsters that chase you down in post-apocalyptic depleted dystopian societies no no the monsters within us the monsters that bind us uh yeah this is a psychological one and it is courtesy of your favorite person and mine lady gregson um she brought up something interesting that she had been reading about and it made me realize it was something i definitely wanted to talk about uh so we're just going to get into it uh, and today is the 16th of april 2023 And this is called, Of the Monsters That Bind Us. I hope you like this one. I really do. Let's do it. As always, there's a photo, and this photo, conveniently, is of a lock with an anchor that was in, uh, I believe, in a museum in Edinburgh. But it's a cool black and white photo. Go check it out on tylernot.com. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about some psychological stuff. Here is of the monsters that bind us on this, the 16th of April. I love you. <sighs> Lady Gregson, in all her infinite wisdom, teaches me more than she'll ever know. She'll read this, I know she will, and she'll disagree and blush and say I'm lying, and that I just have to say that because I love her. She does this often, despite constantly opening my eyes to new experiences new gems of knowledge, new pieces of new ways on how to better help the people we know and love in our lives. Helping people has always been a huge thing to us, and we do our best to show up in as many ways as possible. So when she brought up something I had completely forgotten about for my psychologically degree, psychologically? (laughs) Psychology degree, I once again felt thankful. She reminded me of a psychological idea often called the victim triangle, or the drama triangle, and the truth that lives inside it. You see, most experts agree that almost all of us, the big us that includes all of us reading right now, react to life as victims, whether we realize it or not. A bigwig psychiatrist and a teacher of transactional analysis named Stephen Cartman came up with a little diagram to explain the triangle he envisioned, and I wanted to share it here first, before I get into the why of why I'm bringing this up today. Here it is. And for those of you who are vision impaired or are not looking at this on the email or on tylernot.com, it is an inverted triangle, and there are uh, three corners, obviously, to it. Top left says persecutor, top right says rescuer, and the bottom says victim. And there is a gradient of color that leads down to the victim. And it gets darker red the further down it goes. 
as you can see, there are three corners to this triangle, and each corner references a specific role that can be adopted whilst reacting to life as a victim. He, and almost every doctor who followed, tended to agree, believed that every single dysfunctional interaction in our lives takes place somewhere on this triangle. The thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, we've all got a primary or a familiar role that we almost always play. We adopt this role, and we get locked into it based on what we learn from the families we began our lives in. Once in the triangle, we rotate between them, but more often than not, we fall back into our role once our interaction resets, and then we begin the process again and again. When we're on this triangle, no matter where we fall, no matter which role we're currently adopting, we are victims, and as long as we live as victims, our lives can never be as happy as they should be, can never be as satisfied or as healthy as we could be. The mental, emotional, and spiritual degradation that takes place has consequences far-reaching, and honestly pretty scary. Rescuers are people who do just that. They are the helpers, the caretakers, the mama bears. They need someone to fix, I'm doing air quotes, in order to feel necessary, and most often these people don't even think themselves as victims. They're too busy helping. <clears throat> Persecutors are those that really do feel like victims, and then they explain away their denial or their attacks on others as merely being self-defense. They lash out because they are protecting their sensitive hearts, and they justify their position as necessary for survival. At the bottom of the triangle is the victim, and these are those that feel attacked, beaten down, walked upon, and unworthy of love or care. They feel like the whole world is against them. And then they will inevitably collect all that resentment or sadness and eventually burst and lead them to becoming persecutors themselves. You see how this is working? Once in the triangle, we have a huge problem getting out. This is compounded by one simple fact. The role we are most familiar with, our primary role, very often becomes a way that we define ourselves the lens through which we see ourselves as a whole. Rescuers hold on to core beliefs that their needs don't matter, that they are here to help others at their own detriment if needs be. They see this as their mission, and they pursue it with abandon. Persecutors seek protection, as they have felt persecuted themselves their whole lives. They have felt like victims so long that they justify their attitudes their behaviors, and their insight that the world is a scary place out to get them. There are mountains of research about this and a million articles should you want to dive deeper, but the main thing I wanted to talk of and the reason why I wanted to talk to you of it is this. I see these roles in my own life all the time. I'm sure I even adopt them more often than I'd like to admit. I see the toll they take on the people I love. I see Sarah give and give and give and get hurt time and again and it just makes me sad. A lack of awareness of these tendencies can lead to the repetition of their consequences, and unless we break the legs off that triangle of these monstrous victim roles that bind us where we are, I think we run the risk of truly becoming them, of embodying their natures for longer than we should. We do this, once again, at the detriment of our own health, emotionally or spiritually or even physically, there are few better things than being a willing ear to those in need, better than being open and receptive to those that are hurting in our lives. I believe this. 
I also believe we have to be very careful with our energies when we find someone in the thick of their own dysfunctional interaction, whether it, wherever it may be aimed, however it may be manifesting. With awareness of our own familiar roles, we can be more mindful of what we give, of how we give it, and we can not only keep ourselves out of this victim triangle, but we can pull them from it too. The truth is, we're not all victims, not at all. That's a big one. The truth is we are not all victims. Mo Sorry, I'm so swallowy right now. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, most of the drama we tie ourselves to is ephemeral and in the end meaningless. 99% of the dramatic bullshit in our lives won't matter or even be remembered in a year, and most certainly not in 5, 10, or 20. Still we stress, still we lose sleep and let cortisol build up in our bodies that strips years from our life expectancy and joy from our days. The trickle down of staying in this triangle is terrifying and it bleeds into those we know, those we raise, and it creates new spin-off triangles every time we refuse to climb out. This post, this signal fire, is to urge you to notice your own tendencies, our own beliefs on victimhood, and to ask you to reevaluate them. If we learn, if we research and dive in and do just a little work on ourselves, we can set ourselves and others up for so much more joy, so much less pain. First, we gotta break the legs off these monsters, then we can outrun them. For more information, there's a wonderful and extremely in-depth article linked on tylernot.com that helped me shape this post, and I do urge you to give it a read. It explains much better than I could paraphrase. It all makes me wonder, though, what is your role? How will you climb out? And to risk sounding like a rescuer myself, how can I help you do so? And then the haiku, we must break the legs of the monsters that bind us, lest we become them. All right. Yeah, I really do want you to, to chime in on this one. I would love to know what role you primarily take, and I would love to know how to help you get out of the victim triangle. Uh, if there's anything I can do to help you with that, I trust that you will ring in. Uh, anyway, interesting one today, and I'm excited for the dialogue and the, and the discussion that will come from it. So, start it up, darlings. I love you all. Have a beautiful rest of your Sunday, and thanks for letting me be a part of it. I'll see you next week. This beautiful signal fire intro and outro music was graciously provided by my best buddy, Gregory Allen Isakov. If you're not yet listening, you're missing out. Head to GregoryAllenIsakov.com for more. Thanks, buddy. I love you.